Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we continue this study on songs in the night and psalms and just getting to serve God, Stephanie. What a wonderful thing, isn't it? Mm, it is. Yeah. So we've got this uh, we, we, we've got this study going on. We've been in Psalm 89, and we're at the point where the psalmist Ethan is asking God a lot of questions. And it's you know, those questions bring great answers and they, they bring great thoughts and they lead us to good places. And and, and we've got this new segment, Stephanie, kind of changing things up. But, uh, uh, you know, you might be right with God. Is it your turn? Um, I thought I did the last one, but if you want me to, I can do it. I think you do it because I don't remember whether you did the last one or not. You might be right with God if. Well, you might be right with God if you apply your heart unto wisdom. And, you know, folks, that's what it's all about. The opposite of being wise is being a fool. So uh, check in for that wisdom. Check that out. That's what it's all about. And then we've been asking Stephanie what food is right with God. So we started off, number one, with spaghetti and meatballs, if I remember right. Number two, uh, she talked about her New York-style cheesecake that I attested to was right with God. And then today, food that's right with God, Stephanie. Wow. Well, I'm going to say today that food that is right with the next food that is right with God in my book. Um, this is a bad thing when I'm hungry to be doing these, but I'm going to go with Zuppa Toscana. Praise God. Now, Debbie can make a batch of Zuppa Toscana that will change your life. Man. That's, That's it's a, good. That, that, that is just one of the best soups ever. There you go. That's all that needs to be said. So as we cruise along here in Sami, so something weird happened. we got to come up front with you guys. You people are not losing your mind. So yesterday, I asked Stephanie to read 29 through 41 verses, and uh, uh, Stephanie went ahead, or 42. I don't remember. I think 41. And uh, anyway, so Stephanie went ahead and read through 45 because she was into it. It seemed like it went together. And I was cool with that, even though I didn't know she read that far because I was spacing out eating these things called cherry sours that are made by sweet smiles. They were making me smile. But anyway, here we are, Stephanie. <laughs> we're starting in verse number four. And this really goes, 46 through 52 kind of brings it all together. And we get to talk about more juicy stuff and how we get to serve God and what's going on with God and how great things are happening and what a great God we serve. And we're going to let Stephanie read because she's already messed it up anyway. So we might yep. as well let her finish it up. What's that? Okay. I No, I said that's right. I did already mess it up. <laughs> oh, I'm not, and I'm not judging you. I've been there, man. I was reading the wrong psalm a little while ago. We had to go back and edit it. <laughs> Stephanie's like, Doug, Doug, wrong psalm. Anyway, all right. <laughs> go, go ahead, okay. Stephanie. All right. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? 
What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Selah. Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants, how I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people. Wherewith thine enemies have reproached, O Lord, wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So we're looking at that, Stephanie, and you know, right out of the chute, coming to my mind, we're still talking about this destruction. How long is this going to go on? How many times have we asked that question of God? Mm, many, many, for I, sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've said to God, how long? How long is this knucklehead going to get away with this? How long am I going to feel bad? How long am I going to do this? This is a question that's not uncommon for any of us, brethren. And I bet yeah. you everybody on here has asked that question. Every praying uh, man or lady on here has asked that question. How long? How long is this going to go on? How long are we going to deal with this? And I mean, right out of there, verse number 46, and will thy hide thyself forever? Remember we were talking a little while ago that so many people, and, and we're not picking on anybody, it's just a large group of people are saying, God, where you at? I can't yeah. feel you. I can't see you. I don't know what's going on. Where in the world are you? And that's where this, that's where Ethan's at. That's where this psalmist is at. That's where, that's what he's saying now. How long? Yeah. I want to get back to, and you know, I think circum, here's one of the things I think, Stephanie, and you, you correct me if I'm messed up. I think our circumstance and our emotions sometimes dictate the way we feel about situations. Yeah. Yeah. They very much influence our, everything about us. Yeah. And, and I mean, when we're sad, uh, when we're bummed out, when somebody we love is sick, when, when somebody's doing us the wrong way, when money's running short, when the cars broke down, when uh, we're trying to get home, all those different things, something happens to us. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes we just reach rock bottom and don't know how to get back up. Yeah. And I mean... I can't tell you how many times in my life where emotions have dictated things in my life. You know, if we're not careful, and, and what does emotion look like, Stephanie? Does it always look like crying and being upside down, or is there other signs? No, I mean, your emotions can be all over the place. Emotions can take you from being happy to angry in a split second. They can um, tell you your emotions can lie very easily if that's what's controlling you. And they can tell you if you're in the midst of a trial that God is a liar, that his promises are not true. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, our emotions are not what God meant to dictate truth to us. His and, word is to dictate truth. And when I was young and, and you know, when you're dating and stuff and, and people like that and, you know, you're getting ready to get married and stuff, your emotions are all over the map. And, mm. uh, and then when you're going through that trauma or that stressor, that thing that gave you PTSD, and, you know, sometimes, and, in, 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 you know, I can say this from my experience, and I know Stephanie can say this, you know, sometimes after a flashback or a nightmare or a bad dream, where are our emotions at? Rock bottom. Yeah. And, and you know, when we're on rock bottom, we're not thinking straight. And, and we start, you know, thinking that God is not near us or close to us and, you know, that's yeah. part of it. I think that's a big part of when, when I don't feel close to God, 
I, there's always this underlying emotion somewhere in my life that's messing with me. Yeah. And I can find it. I mean, I can point to it, especially if somebody's bad mouthing us and, uh, you know, there's incidents that you and I could bring up right now that we've been through. That's nobody's beeswax, but they kind of mess you up. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, when somebody says something bad about you or you're not this or you're not that, or in your case, you know, people say, well, she's not a good mom or, and, and I'm making this up by the way, no one's ever said that about Stephanie, but in my place, someone will say, well, he's not a good dad or she's not a good Christian or he's not a good preacher or, and, and so on. We could keep going with that, but you guys know where we're going with this. That's how the devil works. Yeah. And the devil wants us to doubt those things that are at our very core. You know, those things that we're supposed to be, those things that we've take for uh, granted, those things that, that God gives us. That, you know, and here's the weird thing, Stephanie. I don't know if you've experienced this, but here's the weird things. When the God of this world, the devil, goes after me, he goes after things that are completely opposite of the truth. Yeah. To make me yeah. doubt myself and question things. I mean, have you experienced that? Yes, yeah. And, and Satan is so good at twisting even trying to twist God's word. You know, when we look at the temptations Jesus faced um, after 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. Yeah. And Satan came to him you, trying to use the word of God. Yeah. Even Satan will come as an angel of light or come as someone seeking to use scripture against us and to remember that God doesn't give us you know, that spirit of fear and he gives us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I think very often Satan will seek to sow doubts of, um, sow seeds of doubt in our minds of half God really said the same things he used with Eve. And that's where I think it's so important when we're in a physical, you know, um, just as Jesus was weak physically after those 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, when we're in the midst of trials, that doesn't just, you know, in trauma, it often doesn't just affect you um, yeah. mentally. Um, it'll affect you in every way, shape, and form, physically, um, emotionally. And I think that's when it's very important to keep your mind stayed upon Jehovah and, and you know, focus on his promises because Satan will seek to use any fiery dart he can um, against you, even, even people that you thought were friends, um, Satan, if they're not being led by the spirit of God, they become his, his, um, his means of firing darts. Um, I, that that's happened to me recently in the midst of physical weakness, it's just like really God all at once. And that's where I think crying out for God's protection becomes key because the Lord knows our frame. He knows that we're dust and crying out to him to protect our emotions from Satan's attack is very important. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying there. And I, you know, this is what I think. I think if you look at verse 50, it scares me. You know, in verse 50, this guy's, Ethan's starting to reason with God that, you know, Ethan's like, I'm worried about your reproach, God. I'm worried about what people are saying about you. And, and this is the way the devil works. And that's why this, this particular podcast is so important, I believe. And a great way to end the week on a Friday before we go into a weekend is the God of this world, the devil, will attack your strengths to distort the image of God in you. And I've mm. seen that. You know, I, there's certain strengths I've had. Like, I can go my whole life without anybody questioning this particular part of uh, my work ethic or whatever the case may be. We can make it anything. 
And what does the devil do? He, he goes after that. Because the devil's mm-hmm. job is to distort the image of God to us, to distort what God's doing in us. And, and I wasn't picking on Stephanie a couple days ago when I say she, she looks in the mirror, she doesn't feel good about herself. What I'm saying is Stephanie looks good. But what I'm saying is the God of this world, the devil attacks that. The devil attacks. He's going to find that one thing. And, uh, and not that anybody's ever said I'm a bad dad or Stephanie's a bad mom. I don't think they have ever to me anyway. But this is what I know. The devil will go after that because that's part of our strengths. And the devil will go after our ministry. And we've seen that, haven't we, Stephanie? I mean, firsthand, time and time again, the devil hates wounded spirits. The devil hates that that, that wounded spirits is turning into something. The, The devil hates that all of a sudden things are starting to happen around the country and the world. The devil hates that it's tripled and quadrupled and uh, quintupled or whatever. The devil can't stand that. So what I'm telling you folks is I'm cautioning you that we too can be like Ethan over here if we're not careful and we start turning our life away and say, God, you, you need to stop this because this is hurting your, nothing hurts God's reproach. There's nothing wrong with God. There's no evilness in God. If we start thinking wrongly and we start believing some of the press from, from the devil, we're going to be in a bad place. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, so how do we keep from getting in that bad place, Stephanie? What do we do? Well, I think we have to go back to um, Hebrews 12, where we're told to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, yeah. and remember to consider him um, and consider everything that he went through for us. Um, we have to choose to lay aside the weight and the sins that easily beset us so that we can run with patience the race that is set before us. If Satan can get us to come to what we view as a standstill, he's getting us to go in reverse in our walk with the Lord. And um, that's the purpose of those fiery darts. Is if he can't get us to turn our back on God, if he can get us to stand still, what we view is we're just, we're just standing there. We're not, we're not going backwards in our mind. We're not going forward in spiritually we are going backwards at that point. And that's why we're told to keep running the race um, and run it with patience, you know, where there's, if we didn't, if everything was easy, we wouldn't need patience. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I think that's right. And I think, yeah, yeah, he wants to. So, so Satan's job is to ruin our families, to ruin our relationships, to ruin our marriages to ruin our churches. And I mean, we could put any word after that that's in our life. That's Satan's job. And he'll start subtly. He'll start with the little things, friends. And that's why I'm telling you, and those of us with stressors, those of us with traumas, those of us who've been through terrible things, boy, you don't think we're in Satan's targets. You don't think we're in his sights. You know, where is target? He's drawn a big target on us. He's shooting at us. And he's going to come after us, and he's not subtle about it. What's that verse say, like a roaring lion? He walketh about seeking whom he may devour? Yep. And he's not subtle about it. You know, but our problem is we believe. You know what? We all have this dark side of us. It's not just uh, people with PTSD. It's It's not just me. It's not just Stephanie. We all have this thing we don't like about ourselves. And it might be more than one thing. I mean, we all have that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and boy, Satan knows what it is. 
And other people may not know what it is, but boy, Satan will go after that too, won't he? If he knows yeah. there's something we don't like about ourselves, man, that'll become our, uh, you know, that'll become his attack point. That'll become our, our, our target. Boy, he'll go after that. You know, if we don't think with this or we don't think with that, Satan's going to say you're not. Of course you're not. So not only is he going to be like that roaring lion, just totally attacking frontal, but he's still going to be attacking us from all different angles. So we didn't mean this podcast to turn into this negative Satan juju thing. But, you know, honestly, Stephanie, we need to be aware that uh, part of the, the biggest problem that we have, that we face today, uh, is is not... Uh, how do I want to say this? It, it's not real. The biggest problem we face today, the attacks from the devil, are always lies. Satan doesn't mm -hmm. know how to tell the truth. And so he's going to get us to believe that we can't speak, that we shouldn't. I sat on a pulpit one time, and I was getting up to speak in the biggest congregation I ever spoke to. I was sitting there on the pulpit. I was feeling kind of good about myself. I thought I was prayed up. And out of nowhere, Satan said to me, who are you? I'm telling you, I can tell you as clearly as I'm talking to you today, Stephanie, that Satan remind me of my sinful past and where I came from before I got mm -hmm. saved. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we got to deal with. That's what this psalmist is going through. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality of our lives. Yeah. And uh, uh, as Satan wants to take us out, he wants to hurt us, he wants to... And he's going to go after things that just aren't true, that just aren't right, that just aren't real. And, uh, and I can tell you that, and I can tell you that with all honesty, be careful that we're going to end up like uh, our brother Ethan here, and we're going to end up in that place where if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we're going to start buying the devil's press. We're going to start mm -hmm. buying the things he has to say about us. And uh, we got to stop that and say, no, that's not true. Yeah. God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. No, that's not true. God says that I'm a new creation. No, that's not true. And we can keep on going with that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that used to bother me is I have, like, giant feet and hands and stuff. And uh, have you ever noticed that, Stephanie? Yeah, you and Charles. Okay. So both, yeah, they, Charles had big, big feet, too. <laughs> so that used to bother me when I was a kid. People used to say, Man, you got the biggest feet. That's awkward. Well, what does Satan use against me? My big feet. But you know what? I don't fall over when I stand up. You know, praise God, my feet are big enough to hold my load. Here's what we got to do. So, <laughs> here's, here's what we got to do. Here's where we go from here, I think, Stephanie. Here's the most important part. This is where we go. This is where uh, things turn into better. We go to God and say, God, this isn't true. Remember what we said about guilt and survivor's guilt? that there's two kinds of guilt that, yep. uh, uh, and, and the kind of guilt that comes from the devil reminds us of those nasty, old, terrible things. And, um, what do we call that? We called one, one guilt was from condemnation, which is from the devil. Mm -hmm. And then we said one was from, uh, fiction over sin ever conviction. We know that conviction comes from God. So here's what we got to do. This is the way, this is what we walk away with today on this Friday afternoon. This is good stuff. I think this is really good stuff. I think this is really helpful. I think we walk away this Friday knowing that if God's telling us something, if, if we're hearing something bad about ourselves that's not convicting us to make us better, it's not from God. So if we can understand the difference between being condemned by the devil from having that devil, uh, that old nasty devil, 
have us to believe there's something wrong with us, there's a bad place we're going, there's something wrong going on. If we live there, uh, that's not of God. When God mm-hmm. gives us conviction, it always makes us better. And God never thinks that we're bad. God never thinks that we're this or we're that. God's always given us something to make us better. We don't, we don't leave a prayer session with God. We don't read a, a Bible session with God. We don't leave a study with God where we don't leave better off. Mm. So that's just where we're at. So, hey, we love these people, Stephanie. And uh, what an honor it is to be able to come out and share this psalm with you. And we look forward to coming back on Monday and talking about Psalm 90 and continuing on. Uh, what a great honor it is to serve with you. Make sure you get a hold of us if you need anything. We'd be glad to work with you. We sure do love you, folks. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.